Welcome to the Scarleteers podcast, where we talk about our favorite show, Miss Scarlet and the Duke. Welcome back to the Scarleteers podcast. Yay! Hey. All right. I'm Amanda. And I'm Lindsay. And I'm Lori. Welcome, Lori. <laughs> Welcome yeah. to the podcast. Welcome, Lori. A fan from the, the, the Scarleteers Facebook podcast group who is going to be joining us today to discuss all things that are episodes four to six of season three. Welcome. Yeah. Thanks for Thank joining you. us. Thank you so much for having me. Very excited. It'll be a fun one. These we are have the a last... lot to discuss. Yeah, there's a lot to discuss. Oh, Before we begin, can I just say, can I have a really big group hug here? Because I don't know about anyone else at the end of season three. I'm feeling pretty down. Yeah. I need a group hug. Group uh, hug. Group hugs Please. all around. Definitely. Yeah. And we don't know when season four is coming out. Um, that's, that's probably the only positive right now is that we at yeah. least have a season four. We know it's been filmed. We know it's coming. I think um, I needed that at the end of the season. Season three has been announced for the UK as in Yay. April. We Yay. don't know what date's in April, but April. I can I'm finally sorry. watch it not over a shared computer screen. <laughs> yeah. Yay. So um Thank you, Alibi. UK fans, you don't have long till April, so hold in there. Um so we're going to talk if you haven't seen season three or the last few episodes of season three. We don't mind if you turn off or if you like spoilers, that is fine. Okay, so episode four, um, Lindsay, what is it about? So, episode four, it's called Bloodlines, and uh, it is all about Detective Fitzroy sees one of his colleagues, Detective Phelps. Um, plant evidence on a suspect and so with Duke away he turns to Eliza uh, to look into it says a case of police corruption but also there's a bit of a Greek mafia business going on as well so yeah let's go with the opening sequence because I think everybody a, I thought it was a little bit bizarre is this this the first time that Eliza or William has not been in the opening sequence because I can't remember either of them not being in the opening sequence before um, oh we're all I don't know I, know. I, I, them, them, uh, I, I don't yeah I don't think guy, so probably not no yeah I wouldn't think obviously, so it's usually Eliza it is usually Eliza and I think we uh, I think what is it season two episode five was purely William and probably episode season one, episode five was all William, because of course he gets shirtless in that one. So yes, it was mm. definitely all William in that first opening sequence of five. So, yeah, yeah, definitely I, I all William. Think... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I don't think we've ever had an opening sequence that doesn't include one or the other. But obviously, this one is just Fitzroy Phelps in the pub, and hands down. Round of applause for yeah. Fitzroy. Yeah, Fitzroy. I think everybody stood up and cheered and clapped and yeah. 
Yeah, including all, all his chums in the bar there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it cheered. was great. Fitzroy, yeah, did his regular old, to... uh, you know, snotty attitude towards Fitzroy, and he just gives him a belter in the face. <laughs> that was Most a really feel good moment. Is, yeah, it's <laughs> definitely um, working. Yeah, definitely helped. And I like that the whole crowd like was silent for a moment and just cheered like yeah! it was so great you know? there was a moment of me sitting there thinking of oh this is really gonna come back to bite you yeah I was you know it was it was fine it, mm. it turned out fine but yeah, yeah it was a good moment it was a good moment and I think a huge self-confidence booster for um Fitzroy kind of vanquish that bully for a moment it was nice it was nice definitely it was it was nice after season two the evolution to see to see that you know start to his uh confidence and and abilities evolve um i love i really love that scene yeah Yeah. 100 100 yeah and so william's obviously off in manchester and um yeah eliza's working i want to say she's working with the greek mafia but she's not really working with the greek mafia but um yeah what did we think of the case for this one? Oh well i liked it because when fitzroy first approaches eliza he said you know she was like the first honorable man he could think of and then kind of made me like chuckle you know yeah. and it was it speaks to both Eliza and Fitzroy. Like the first person he thinks of is his girlfriend crush. <laughs> like, oh, let's run off to Miss Eliza, you know, and let's get her help because she's so smart and so pretty and, you know, she'll help me. And But it also, also speaks that Eliza is just so good that she's better than any other person he could think of even his father who is corrupt probably and any other police officer or constable that he Detroit may trust or be slightly friendly with you know so it was a really nice thing that he goes to speak to Eliza saying I really need your help with this yeah I think it it makes it seem like he doesn't have a great deal of many close friends inside Scotland Yard or anything. I think a lot of his friends are obviously outside of Scotland Yard and that's probably yeah. why he doesn't trust her. But I love the fact that outside of William, his next port of call is Eliza. I think that's really cute. Yeah. And they work really well together, not just mm-hmm. Eliza bossing him around saying, do this, do that. You know, it really kind of is a partnership in how she works with William mm-hmm. just in slightly lesser capacity because you know he is not of the status that William is but I like the fact she tries to give him a little bit of advice at the same yeah, time like and encouraging and, and just very warmth and the like you can do this you're good at this mm-hmm. good job it kind of shows that she could be a good wife and mother eventually that she has that nurturing ability yes so it's nice I thought it could have been a little bit darker I thought considering she's working with 
some people who are like part of the Greek mafia, so to speak, that it would kind of and and also the the other criminal in it, Lee Cooper, he's mentioned a few times throughout the previous episodes because I think he gets mentioned in an episode of season two. I want to say the episode first... four. I'd have been. Oh, okay, also, I was going to say I thought it was the first episode. It's of... the first episode of season, season three, three, but yeah. also yeah. season two because I'm sure yeah. when they're having their drink at the end of episode four, um, and Eliza says to William you know Fitzroy told me what you did for him and I'm sure it's the Cooper gang that William saying is one of the most fearsome groups oh, in London yeah I'm sure yeah. it's the Cooper gang and that's and again Phelps is the one that's going after them not William in that in that episode and then of course it's brought up again in season the, the first episode oh. of season three um so nice I thought he would be I thought yeah. he would be worse than he was because there's the one scene that Eliza has with him I'm like, oh, he knocks her out of the way instead yeah. of using her as a human shield. That's like... what I thought he was going to do, like, when the um, Greeks show up. Yeah. And he kind of, like, reaches for her, but it was reach and a push, not just a reach and a, you know, I'll shoot her if you shoot me kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, because they're not going to that, get That's what I was going to, I, that's what I thought he was going to do. And yeah. He just shoves her out of the way. So I thought it was, I thought it would be a little bit darker than it really was. Um, but e- equally, it was kind of, it was, it was interesting. I'm not necessarily sure I needed Phelps to kind of have a good side. I'm quite fine yeah. with him, not necessarily, you know. I still but... don't trust him. Oh, no, yeah. never. He's such a, ch- like, I was, I almost felt like when he opened that box with the boxing gloves on it, that maybe underneath was something else. <laughs> that was just was the top cover. layer. Yeah. <laughs> Considering he's got four or five kids and he can't yeah. even remember how many and you're just like now you're opening a boxing ring for loads of kids. I'm not sure this quite follows, but okay, I'll go with it. Yeah, um, I agree that I still don't trust them and I I didn't appreciate the good side. I'd rather him be a crooked cop and to uh, have him arrested, you know, kicked off the force, whatever, because I really didn't enjoy him and the bullying of Fitzroy through the entire time. I mean, I know Fitzroy didn't make it easy on himself, but still, I, you know, I could have written Phelps off from the go. I didn't need to see a good part of Phelps. I don't, See, I don't want to get rid of him I quite I don't mind him hanging around I think he kind of is quite legitimate of the time period that there probably were some slightly dodgy cops around and they could probably get away with whatever they wanted and things like that so I was like I'm quite fine with him being like that I feel like um, after Frank you know the, fr- yeah. the season one that you can't have another guy who actually turns out to be a criminal yeah you have you know, mm-hmm. like something mm-hmm. different but he's almost feels that role in a way he's like the you know next in line guy but you have to make him a little swarmy still but but, but i would rather have more franks where there's more good than bad i felt yeah as where i feel there's more bad than good i'd rather there be another frank i I don't know how many allies yeah, that William, who does William have there uh, working for him besides Fit, Fitzroy that he can really Nobody. rely on? Nobody. <laughs> it doesn't seem like anybody. Yeah. No, because every time we've seen him other than the, the drinking scene with Frank, he doesn't really, he drinks alone, it seems. Yes. So yeah, yeah. he doesn't, doesn't hmm. have too many friends, does dear William. 
No. I did Going like back. the fact, though, that Eliza is definitely getting paid for this one. Because the one thing I've noticed throughout yes. season three is she never blimmin' gets paid. Yeah, so I was like, got to the end of this three. episode and I was like cheering the fact that not only are the Greek mafia probably going to actually pay her, Fitzroy will definitely pay her. And she should get a pretty decent pay for the fact she's brought in this this kind of Scotland Yard's one of their most wanted gang members. You know, she should get a pretty decent pay rise out of this one. Yeah. She needs which I was it. very excited yeah. for. And of course, we got a lot of Moses and Eliza working together, which I don't think we've had in in this kind of way before. He's kind of brought in, they've done a little bit, and then he's kind of brought, he's disappeared to wherever he goes to. And I love the fact we have no idea where he goes to. He is my international man of mystery. And 100%. In this episode, it shows it. Yeah. He is still yeah. my international man of mystery. He speaks Greek. He speaks Greek. And what was he Greek. doing in Milan? Yeah. Or so Madrid. he definitely is yeah. an international man of mystery. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. got to say, Eliza, if you've got one question to ask your friend, <laughs> it would not be, what were you doing in Greece? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. you got one question. Think of about one. Yeah. And I like <laughs> that she asked him, and then he goes, well, I... Had to go there from Spain yeah. or Madrid, yeah, yeah, Madrid yeah. or whatever. And she goes, well, what were you doing in that? And he goes, you got your one question. I was Moses. <laughs> but I, like, I, love, I love their relationship. It's so built on mutual trust and friendship. I mean, they banter like I wish Eliza and William used to banter you know there's none of that sexual tension but there's that just that casual easy friendship mm-hmm. they trust each other they're there for each other you know they're, they will always have each other's backs they're yep, just 100%. it's just so great and i love it and you know season three we're getting more and more of these Eliza and Moses, you know, bits, and I just want more. I just, I, you know, we see less of William and Eliza as the episodes, you know, throughout throughout the seasons go on, and so I just, I, I now kind of want more Miss Scarlet and Moses show, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because <laughs> I miss the kind of. You know, I know Eliza's strong and can do it all herself, but she, you know, I kind of miss the buddy cop duo that she and William had in season one. And so Moses can be her buddy cop or buddy international man of mystery. She definitely needs, you know, help, you know, and I think, I guess we'll, we'll get to this, but, you know, they're foreshadowing to me a couple things. Uh, one is that she wants to be less reliant on Scotland Yard or William in particular um, for help. So she needs to have her own sort of support system, you know, mm-hmm. to help solve her crimes. And also I think, um, you know, I keep getting the sense that they're, they're foreshadowing something. Obviously Moses is avoiding uh, running into some some folks. Um, so he, he had to leave Madrid and he had to leave Athens and 
Yeah, so I think that I feel like they're foreshadowing something there um, that, that could come into play into the future. That, that's kind of the sense I get. But I, I love that he he spoke uh, Greek. He maybe speaks other languages. He, he, they're showing how intelligent he is. And then, you know, I think in the beginning of the series, he you know he was just like petty criminal. They, they keep you know yeah. talking about, but he really is so much more than that. He's mm. a very straight, smart guy. You know, she's more book smart. He's very st- street smart. And I think they complement each other. Um, 100%. Yeah. I bet he has some sort of formal schooling, though. Just a little. Somewhere. I would imagine. I think he's, because he's he has enough something. manners and enough bearing. I mean, yeah, street smarts. But he knows how to deal oh, yeah. with the upper scale where he can get into yeah. places that I, I think yeah. even if it was just a year somewhere where he, he he's had... a bit like Eliza in that he's very chameleon like and he knows how to change himself to fit in where he needs to yeah yeah which is very surprising for, for somebody of his stature in that time period that you'd think he would stick out like a sore thumb and actually Moses has a great ability to blend yeah I just want exactly. them to be friends forever and do a buddy cop show and solve all the <laughs> crimes and, and have a two-bedroom flat where they then get spicy noodles from the corner restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> Are you putting this in modern day terms or still uh, in 1882? It could be both. I mean, <laughs> it could be both. Kind of a bit of a cross with Doctor Who. There we yes. go. Time jumpers. Um, Time jumpers. There you go. There we go. We've been created a whole new show. There you go. There we go. We'll write that show. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure Kate and Nancy would be up for it. I bet they would if we asked. I wish. Uh, I wish Eliza would uh, listen to Moses' warnings a little mm. bit more carefully. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that I mean, is we're talking one about thing before. She needs to do right. Like you were talking about before about how dangerous. Yeah, this this case could have been right. You know, mm-hmm. dealing with a, a gang, um, and another other you know criminals. Um, Moses keeps telling her, "Don't you know? Do that. You be careful." And you know, she keeps going to these dangerous neighborhoods. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, these sections of town by herself that she should not be. You know, and it's just like, oh my god. I, I but I love how like you know he's always there to. Yeah. He's like, I know well, she's gonna go. Well, at the end of season two, where she goes to the rookery and almost gets killed. You know, Moses says, don't go without me. And she goes, well, why not? She goes, just don't go. And then she goes anyway. And she almost gets herself killed. And he saves her because that's Moses. Yeah. Yeah. Good old Moses. We love he, knows. he knows what she's like. Yeah. <laughs> this is probably he why he goes and hides himself. And she doesn't let her know where, she, where he is. Because he knows she'd probably try and walk all over him and turn up on his front doorstep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, so moving on swiftly from Moses for now, because we're going to come back to him. Um, the s- kitchen scene between Eliza and Ivy. Obviously, Ivy is um, h- slightly Stress. hiding from Barnabas. Yeah, stressed. Um, oh. Barnabas is... And, and, and it's all a little bit emotional. I love the fact that it kind of almost mirrors the scene between Eliza and Ivy in season in episode two of the season, where... Um, Eliza's getting a little bit emotional about Arabella 
it feels like Ivy and Eliza's relationship has shifted a little bit this season, that they're less employer-employee that they possibly were in season one. They definitely mm-hmm. have a much more emotional connection, which is lovely. And, you know, I think Kate and Kathy just really bat yeah. this one out of the park. I really loved it. Yeah. I just think Kathy, not Kathy, I just think Ivy and Eliza's relationship has become more open and they talk about their feelings like you said Lindsay they're becoming more friends instead of employer employee and it's just they may have been talking about these things before but we just are seeing these scenes and I talked about I talked to Lindsay about this one other time you know we talk about these characters like they're real people like you know, yeah. I just love their new um, their emotional growth. I mean, it, we're just seeing scenes that Rachel has written us, written for us to see. You know, they could be doing this all along. We're just seeing them being played out yeah. more. But it's really nice to see Eliza in more of an emotional state or being more of a comfort to somebody as opposed to just being kind of a no-nonsense independent person she's you know being a friend being there for somebody and it's a nice thing to see as opposed to her detective persona where she's all hustle and bustle and the da 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 she's Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. taking a breath and helping ivy get through this i think it's very reminiscent of how Eliza and Rupert's relationship in season one was and I've kind of I kind of miss that relationship in a way and so seeing these scenes with Ivy has kind of gone it's almost where Eliza has to stop and put somebody else first and certainly during season two we didn't really see that very much and I felt like a lot of the times I was going Eliza please appreciate the people around you and what they're doing for you especially in like the third episode of season two and here with these scenes with Ivy I kind of go it's so nice to see her not commenting on what she should do or she shouldn't do, but just kind of listening and supporting and putting somebody else first and showing that she's got that. She does have that ability to to not continually always be all about her. Yeah, that empathy. Yeah. Where she was lacking that in season two. Mm-hmm. Yes. I love also, and, and I think Rachel mentioned this in one of, I don't know if it was when you talked to her or another interview she did about you know, kind of using the kitchen more. Mm-hmm. Um, it tends to be a place in the house, you know, it's less formal than say their, their little sitting room or dining room, you know, the, the, you could have those conversations uh, less, inf- you know, more informally. Um, and I love using, you know, there's a few throughout this season, um, kitchen scenes. But yeah, I, I love the, it's really like a mother-daughter relationship. And that I, I had a feeling that the reason why Ivy was kind of putting off Mr. Potts had to do with Eliza, that she's afraid that Eliza won't be able to take care of herself, you know, mm-hmm. when she's gone, you know, and I, I love that, you know, how Eliza handles that. We see that Ivy is scared of love too, which yeah. is kind of probably why yeah. Eliza's scared of love too. She kind of gets that trait from Ivy. They don't know love. They don't see examples of husband-wife relationships, a good one. And 
So yeah. they've kind of grown with each other to be wary and kind of scared of strong romantic love. I love that you brought that up because I thought the same thing. I saw, I thought, you know, Ivy's always teasing Eliza about, you know, her relationship, but she's going through the same, very similar thing, maybe for a different reason, but, you know, it, it's very much a parallel for sure. Oh, yeah. 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 100%. And also, I think we don't hear a lot from Ivy about, we've met, they mention her mother, but we don't know whether she's got any siblings or how long, what her relationship with her father is like. And I, I wonder if that also plays into it that, you know, that kind of how Ivy is kind of plays into how Eliza can be. Yeah, if her, uh, Ivy's parents didn't have a good relationship or if Ivy came young to service and, mm -hmm. you know, anybody she was an employee with didn't have good marital relationship she would be wary of marriage yeah we, we don't know ivy's backstory yet hopefully we'll see some soon. <laughs> yeah. yeah and i think also um yeah we it's just that kind of and it's a lovely relationship i always sit there and i think that perhaps because we don't know exactly how long ivy has worked for Eliza's family but I wonder if maybe she was maybe a young maid before she became kind of like the cook and everything that maybe she worked for somebody else and and so she has been with Eliza since perhaps she was very very young and so maybe they do have that slightly sistery relationship that's kind of grown over time which is lovely to have yeah well according to her age in that one scene where they were holding up where they got arrested i think oh, yeah, i yeah. was supposed to be about 46. i was doing the math the other day <laughs> and uh and so yeah i mean she's eliza was a little girl yeah at least 20 mm -hmm. years so she, yeah she was probably in her early to mid 20s at least and speaking of ivy and barnabas i mean i'm i'm a huge fan of ivy and barnabas i love the idea of the two of them finding love at a later stage in life perhaps when both of them think maybe love has passed them by so yeah. I really love that and I love the fact that Barnabas clearly he kind of he must adore Ivy we don't see it very much and I think that's the only thing that I'm missing is that we haven't ever really seen any scenes of just Ivy and Barnabas and um to really kind of go okay do they really like each other? Like it was a comment on the group about going, well, does she really like Barnabas? And I'm like, well, I can't say for sure because we haven't really seen much of the two of them together, but I kind of assume that they do really enjoy each other's company, which is why, you know, for Barnabas to go to Eliza and say, hey, I've, something's going on here. What can I do to fix it? Must take a lot of guts for any guy to kind of yeah. go and do that. And equally for Ivy to be a little bit nervous about where that relationship is going kind of suggests that, you know, she does enjoy his company and yeah. he enjoys her company. And, you know, it's more than just, hey, let's just have a nice little tea and breakfast together. Um, I have to laugh and, and hopefully this will amuse you guys as well. When he says, oh, I'm here for my morning constitution. It always makes me think of my grandmother but the trouble is my grandmother used to call her her constitution going to the bathroom <laughs> um, so and my grandmother was born in 1903 so she's kind of very early 19th century so 
when she cause, and I just always remember her oh, I'm going for my constitution and he knew she was going off to the bathroom <laughs> so it just it was literally like when he said that going oh god <laughs> but that just that made oh. me laugh but it's it's a really like I find them a really sweet relationship I was really, really annoyed at something. But then somebody else in the group made a comment about it and it did make me think of things slightly differently and how the two of them, Ivy and Barnabas, are slightly mirroring Eliza and William in the sense that Barnabas clearly really adores Ivy and Ivy's really nervous. That's why she says, oh, you know, I'm not sure where this marriage is going, where this kind of relationship is going. And if it goes to marriage, what do I want? Because Eliza's kind of changed her thoughts. And I was like, okay yeah I get that yeah but the long engagement thing really and just kind of just the way it kind of was said in hey we're engaged it's going to be a long engagement and I was just like no oh yeah she's putting it off yeah Yeah. not just that she's putting it off but I kind of felt like it was it was Eliza didn't they talk about it yeah just it could have been like in my mind and this is me projecting what I would like to see is that Ivy and Barnabas become the, the the good version of marriage. Like we hear a lot of marriage is awful and marriage was bad for women and there were no rights when they got married and everything. But I also kind of feel like it couldn't have been that terrible because otherwise nobody would have got married. And you think of like the suffragette movement at that time and everything, and you think it would have been bigger if if it was if nobody ever wanted to get married. So there must have been some good sides to those people getting married at that time I mean my great-grandparents did so I kind of go well it couldn't have been awful getting married at that time and I kind of wanted Ivy and Barnabas to be the good this isn't as bad as you think it's going to be if you can become a partnership and if you'd have had a scene and it could have been really simple of just Ivy and Barnabas sitting in the kitchen and Eliza overhearing Ivy just kind of saying look I'm I'm really nervous I I I'm concerned about Eliza you could have gone back to you know episode five of season one oh look what happened she she got locked in a jail and if I hadn't have come home at eight o'clock in the morning nobody would have known she was missing and him kind of going well yeah I understand that I understand your concerns she does get into a lot of trouble um my proposal was spontaneous but it's heartfelt nonetheless but I'm happy to kind of take your lead on it that would have sufficed and I would have been happy with that and gone yes that's that's what I want to see and that you know Eliza could be going oh here's somebody where you voice your fears and they're going I understand that and I'm going to be okay with that and I because I love you and I want to be with you and, and we're going to figure this out together and I really 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 didn't like that whole because his face like Simon Ludders played it perfectly his face was just like oh a long engagement and I'm like don't toy with these men you don't need to toy with them if we want their respect we gotta respect them too end of rant (laughs) (laughs) it's a good rant I mean clearly yes feel (laughs) clearly Barnabas is head over heels in love with Ivy and would do anything for her so when she says long engagement he his faith falls and he but he's like oh that long okay (laughs) you know like okay if you want it you know but 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 but, okay you know 
clearly she's nervous about it. You know, she's concerned about Eliza. And it would be nice if we got some sort of conversation between them or with Ivy and Eliza and like them talking about why both of them are nervous. I mean, we kind of get it with um, the kitchen scene and Eliza saying like, or not Eliza, Ivy saying she's nervous and Eliza saying, don't worry about me. You need to go for love if you feel this is right for you. But Ivy needs to turn it around on Eliza and say, now that I found love, you need to go for it now. Don't be scared. You need to go for it. If you wait for it to be the right time, no time is going to be the right time. You just need to take a leap and do it. Yeah. You know, that's all life ever is, is just taking a leap, having faith, trusting yourself. You know. Yeah. And I think if we want Eliza to kind of grow, not just be all about her detective agency, if we want her to kind of grow as a person, she kind of needs to see that this this voicing of your fears and having somebody kind of going, it's okay, is is what she needs to see, in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. And Ivy and Barnabas would be perfect to do that. Maybe yeah. after they get married, you know, Ivy <laughs> a week later says, you know, it's really not so bad. Marriage, I thought I'd give it, you know, I'd give up all my rights and all, you know, or, you know, if she'll you're come a partnership, to, it yeah, can be very Eliza good. later and say, I, I'm not a lesser woman. I'm Barnabas is equal. Mm-hmm. We are, you know, a partnership. He trusts me. He comes to me with questions on my opinion. I don't know. It's probably mm-hmm. not going to happen because things we need and want things to happen don't. <laughs> <laughs> but it'd be and nice. That's, if... an, that's an excellent segue onto that end scene of things that we want to happen and don't. And things that happen that we're kind of going, really? Um, I mean. This was uh, just mean. Hands down, this was just mean. A gut punch. I've seen. We haven't seen William for two whole episodes. And then this is him coming back. Oh, my feeling. Phelps saying, the Duke is back. I just want you to know that he's back. And who he's with. And I'm just. Yeah. I want to see the look on your face. (laughs) Set up of a lifetime. Just. Dear Fitzroy, can you come back and punch him again for us, please? Oh, Oh, I'm Uh, still steaming, steaming mad over that. I I, like. I I was steaming mad the moment I saw the episode, and I am still pretty steaming over it. (laughs) (laughs) For me, it's like, of all people. And I, I I think we probably all deep down knew after episode two that mm-hmm. it maybe it was coming, yeah. Um, but maybe hoped it wasn't. Um, but it, it was just like of all the people, yeah. <laughs> I do wonder how Phelps. Uh, I did a question about you know how Phelps. There's a few pe- characters that seem to know. Yeah, he knew that would sting. 
so I don't know if there's talk around, you know, Scotland Yard or even, uh, again, we'll talk about maybe in the next or the last one, um, other people that, that seem to know that, that there's a close relationship between Eliza and William. So he, he knew that would sting, but I always wonder, like, how did he know? Did he know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That. Uh, yeah. But I don't know. That was just gut punch, mm-hmm. gut punch. Take you out of the knees, just. I mean, Kate yeah. played it perfectly. I, her face just sold it yep. completely. Like, I can't, my only issue with it being Arabella is the fact that I I look at that and I cannot distinguish whether Eliza is upset that William is kissing somebody else. Is it because he's kissing Arabella or is it because she's suddenly gone, uh, that's what he wants and I can't be that person. I cannot kind of go, oh, she's, she's, she's upset because she kind of feels she's losing William. Is it that or is it that it's because it's Arabella? It's it's a very gray area. It could be a mixture of all three, but yeah, yeah, I think it's, it's all of that. Yeah, yeah, I think it's all. Of yeah, that I think it's sure. all three too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a fairly good episode, mm-hmm. and then yeah. we get the gut punch. Yeah, and I kind of have felt that about a lot of season three. Is that whereas previous seasons, you know, it, it generally ends on a on an okay position for them that and and I kind of then get to the end of the episode and go oh that was good and I feel happy and then season three I've kind of gone oh there's the gut punch every single episode apart from episode one but um yeah yeah I mean yeah, going back to your your uh, group hug uh, <laughs> idea in the beginning I, I felt the same way when I rewatched these episodes I said other than season uh, I mean the first episode of season three and maybe the third one too I I, I wasn't uh, I didn't feel sick at the end. <laughs> but four, <laughs> I think four episodes out of six left yeah. me with a definite, like, like a, a uncomfortable feeling in my stomach. I think yeah. episode three left me feeling a little bit like, oh, I see where this is going with Eliza and Nash, and I'm not sure yeah. that's where I want it to go. And so right. I was kind of like, oh, oh, okay, okay. Um, Right, not great, but, but it wasn't yeah. like, ugh, you know, yeah. it was like, <laughs> yeah, like okay, fine, uh, breakfast, you know. But this yeah, was yeah. like... Four, four out of uh, two, four out of six, yeah, has de- we're definitely a bit, oh, I don't know if I like where this is heading. Yeah, like, quick, tur- change the channel and give me a cookie or something because I need something to <laughs> yeah. feel better. Oh, cake. Get a piece of cake yeah. like Hattie got. Yeah, Hattie-sized piece of cake. Hattie-sized piece of cake. There you um, go. Not made, not made by Arabella. No. <laughs> no. Can we have a piece of uh, Eliza's um, Victoria yeah, sponge? Because that looked go. good. Yes. Um, yeah. Okay, let's move on from the badness and yep. go to episode five. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Episode five is called The Air. Eliza is on the verge of life-changing money when she offers to help the heir to an unclaimed fortune. Okay, so what did everybody think of the case? I love this one. I think this particular episode is Miss Gala at its best. And yeah. it's, I love, the, I, I always think these these ones where there's a real moral thought process behind it just really kind of grabbed me it reminds me of the suffragette episode in season one of the 
uh, Black Witch's Moth in season two. I love those kind of ones where you get to it and go, I'm not sure I could do that. At the very end, where yeah. Martin Crabtree kind of says, or Eliza kind of realises it's him, and he's like, just walk away, you'll still get your money. And in my head, I'm going, I know this is not about money, but I'm looking at him going, he's had such a rubbish life and he's got a baby on the way. And can I really send him to prison? I don't think I could yeah. have done that. But yeah. the whole episode, I just, I loved. And I don't know if it's because the previous three episodes were quite difficult to watch. Um, and because, you know, we didn't have a lot of William in two episodes and that we had a lot of him in this episode and a lot of Eliza and William together, which was really refreshing. It felt I like loved it. the old William yeah. and Eliza teaming up yeah. together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they were back. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I really liked this case. I didn't figure out... It... Well, I mean, there was, like, two cases in the case. You know, who <laughs> killed um, the newspaper guy or the lawyer guy? And then who killed the father? And so I didn't figure out either case until Eliza solved it and I was like oh oh yeah you know, like I was <laughs> like I I didn't know it all and so it was no, really no. good and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know I don't know what I would do at the Martin thing because yeah she's she's got all this money and she's figured out what she's going to do with this money and she's even spent some of this money that she doesn't have you know, she's going to mm -hmm, mm -hmm. put her name on the agency. She's going to hire more people. She's going to do this, going to do yeah. that. And all of it's wiped away mm -hmm, in a blink mm -hmm. of an eye. And all she has to do is just turn away. Who's it going to hurt? Who, who does yeah. it benefit yeah. sending him to prison yeah. for a killing is somebody who clearly was not a particularly nice person not that that is a reason to kill somebody but you I kind of sit there and go sending him to prison that doesn't benefit anybody no. really doesn't but yeah you know the fact that she takes the moral high ground here and and you know it costs her a lot full respect to her for doing it um yeah I know it generally shows a level of integrity that you know mm -hmm. what she must have learned from her father you know to, to do the boy that must have taken just a lot of strength yeah you know which which is definitely a, a contrast again to foreshadowing to you know the type of type of thing we get from Nash and even Scotland Yard like would they have would anyone else have done the same thing probably not mm -hmm. yes you know and definitely not Nash yeah. And when you think, you know, we're used to seeing Eliza kind of breaking into the mortuary and, and, you know, slightly lying, manipulating her way into things at times. And, and here you think she's just genuinely kind of in her eyes doing what is the right thing to do. And, and yeah, I mean, full credit to her. And she's not getting paid again, but hopefully she got a decent pay from the previous episode that she can cover her spending spree. Um, I loved Ivy and her, you know, <laughs> chilling over champagne. That was just brilliant. <laughs> I, I was rewatching this one again last night, and and I mean, I don't know if it, why it didn't it didn't really click really, but that that she, Eliza took on I think this air hunting 
because she realized at the end of episode four that she did not want to be reliant on William. I feel, feel like she, again, <laughs> relies on him a lot to help her solve cases. And she realizes she has to give him room and kind of kind of walk away from that a little bit. And I'm like, oh, that's why she t- even took this case. <laughs> oh, like mm-hmm. she needs some ways to make money that don't yeah. involve her. She doesn't need um, like the case files from William or anything. So she mm-hmm. just she, she can't rely on that. Yeah. Right, right. And yeah, I and think putting this... the the sign above her her office, it it I love that line that she says to Moses about it not being the right time and him kind of being, well, when will be the right time? Because it's a real it it kind of almost again, it goes back to episode five of season two where you had the, the female author going oh it's not the right time it was never the right time and just having those same words where you you kind of go Eliza it's never going to be the right time yeah yeah it's the same thing like yeah it's the same thing like I said with Ivy talking to like having a talk with her and Mm -hmm. telling her about with love taking a chance on love is never going to be the right time you just have to jump and do it and have faith Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. that's all life is is just taking the leap and having faith yeah she's got a lot of faith in her own abilities now she's gonna have to you know just just try and sink or swim yeah for sure it's never gonna be the right time it's like that phrase or that question people say like when are you gonna have a baby and people say like oh when we have enough money and there's never gonna be enough money to have a baby Mm -hmm. just do it Yep. You know, it's kind of the same thing. Just have the baby, have a chance on love. You gotta, mm-hmm. you have to chance it. That's all life is. Mm-hmm. It's a mm-hmm. series of chances. Yeah. Either works uh, or everyone, doesn't. That's right. Everyone around uh, Eliza is telling her you know, these things, you know, hinting, and Moses is, keeps hinting to her, you know, he feels that she, it is the right time. You know, why not? You know, why, why, why aren't you? And when he answered that question, it's, you know, it's, it's like, he he thinks that she should, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's, but she's just she's got her plan. <laughs> <laughs> Stick to the plan. But, but maybe when she, but maybe hopefully by the time she does put her name up there, it will be Eliza Wellington. That's why. That's what I'm hoping. Maybe <laughs> maybe they're stalling. Maybe they maybe. maybe that's a plot device. I think there's definitely a reason for that. <laughs> I, I'm I, I'm kind of hoping that maybe William will change it for her. And just go, there you go. I've done it for you. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's now says Eliza Scarlet. I'm, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm going to show a go. bit of faith in you and what you can do. And I'm backing you. And there you go. I've, I've, I'm taking that decision. And there you go. Just to kind of prove that he, he does support yeah. her in her in her business. But maybe that's going to come like season four, season five. We'll see. Right. Um, the other thing I really like from this is is that ivy moses relationship that we kind of get little glimpse of and how i love the fact of how that relationship has grown from uh, season one where he's kind of at the door and eliza's um sorry ivy is getting william to kind of send him packing because she's like oh i've never seen anybody of this type at this door and she's a bit afraid of him and how here he's he's sitting chummily in the kitchen <laughs> getting his lunch and Eliza's like there's no time for lunch what are you doing and you know I love that little chumminess and and you know you've got Ivy in the background kind of giving advice and Eliza being I hate it when she's right and I just I 
that whole kind of again it's those lovely relationships between Moses and Eliza and, and Ivy that in these two episodes have just grown and you see how much they've grown and it, it's it's such a lovely thing to watch yeah it's all that equality and trust yeah. and friendship yeah, yeah. that's just it's really a nice lovely to friendship. See. yeah if they're like family now yeah. you know it's like you you go to you know pop in on someone I'm sure Moses was there to to talk to Eliza about business but it's like oh why don't you come here I'll feed you you know Ivy is like the mother <laughs> you know figure there but I also think that Ivy wanted to pump you know I, I'm like maybe Ivy wanted to pump Moses for gossip you know she wanted to know about why William ain't coming around so often <laughs> oh, yeah well like it was like oh come sit down and have some tea and I'll feed you and what's going on with William <laughs> she's an investigator there. in her own right she yeah, is yeah, yeah. Do you think Moses knows? Do you, do you think he's kind of figured out that William's got somebody else? Or oh, I'm sure. I'm sure he knows everybody. <laughs> he knows everything. He knows he's everything. definitely got eyes everywhere for sure. Mm. Oh, and of course, Moses Valentine. He we got his full name, which is just like wow. Perfection. I love the name. Perfection. Perfection. He's a sweetheart. That was like yeah. a, the perfect gift from uh, Rachel. Yeah, to the yeah. fans, I think the per- per- perfect name, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Valentine. Um, that was just so so cute, and again showed just a trust, such a trust, you know, in Eliza to to yeah. divulge. And and it was like a pick me up, like she needed a pick me up. She was so up- mm-hmm. upset, you know. Yeah. Um, that was great. Yeah, I loved it. It was it was just that sweet little moment where he kind of probably as friends knew. She she needed something like you say, and yeah. uh, no teasing, no teasing, no teasing. It was perfect, <laughs> yep. perfect yeah. scene, perfect mm-hmm. people. Yeah. And then Eliza and William, it's a little frosty at first. I think, yes, William hasn't really told Eliza that he's seeing Arabella, but she's kind of you know she's pretty frosty about it at first. I I, I like how it maneuvers throughout the episode there they're kind of that kind of change almost like the stages of grief in a way I suppose where she's kind of pretty angry about it then you know she's a bit sad and then she's kind of accepting but I I do I that there's a there's a bit of Eliza that I kind of because she never wants anybody to tell her what to do and comment about her life she will never comment either and I wonder if this is a little bit of a character flaw that I've noticed in her in that when William was potentially going to Glasgow, she she couldn't say, I, I don't want you to, because in her mind, she's like, it's your life. It, you do what you need to do. You make your decisions. You follow what you want to. In the same way that she says it to Ivy about marrying Barnabas, you know, you have to follow what you want to do, because that's the advice she'd like somebody to give her, follow what you want to do. And yet there are times when you can turn around and say to somebody, I don't agree with this. I don't want you to do this. I don't want you to leave. or you know, I, I think this is a bad decision that you're making. And, and yeah, Eliza just keeps them. She won't put her feelings out there. Yeah, it's just it makes her too vulnerable yeah. to say, you know. So yeah, she, yeah she, she does say, well, it's not up, you know, it's not to me just to say anything about your life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, she oh. wants to, but <laughs> she won't. Yeah, yeah. You can immediately feel the awkwardness when William mm-hmm. comes mm-hmm. up to her. You know, like in the little alleyway where her yeah. doorway is, and you know, it's just like ooh, cringe. And then, 
you know, she, she slams the door on him. She slams the door. Yeah. She's yeah. like, I have appointments. <laughs> yeah. And then she later. tries to evade him, cold. like avoid him. And when she confronts him, there's just like, you can feel the heartbreak of like, she's like, I know William. And he's all like, you know what? Like a man, he knows exactly what she's talking about. And but then <laughs> they're both just, if they just would talk about what they're both feeling instead of just, oh, well, yeah, my friendship. Like, so you're making out with a girl in front of her restaurant and that's a friendship. I mean, <laughs> okay, you know. I do start to wonder whether friendship in 1882 means something completely different to now because there's an awful lot of we're just friend banter and you're like, really? Yeah, I mean, it's like a princess bride, you know, and when they keep saying inconceivable and and the one character says, I don't think it means what you think it means. Exactly. (laughs) I feel like friendship maybe meant something else in those days. I've just come to accept that because I keep using that term. I needed like William or Eliza to look up friendship in the dictionary to be like, "Um, (laughs) what does friendship mean? Oh, okay. Friendship (laughs) means like uh, informal engagement. (laughs) But... Right, someone you're <laughs> just close to, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's just um... you know, she's waiting for the right time. He's waiting for the right time, and it's just never going to happen if they just don't take that leap and jump. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's, I mean, we're in season at the end of season three. Yeah, you know, almost you know, basically end of season three. And they're not taking the jump. I mean, we know from episode one, season one, that they got the hots for each other. And they're still dancing around the idea. And, you know, just, yeah, if they just would get over it. (laughs) I mean, I I know feelings are more complicated than that. We're all humans. It's hard to talk about feelings. But as a fan watching the show... And it being, you know, a year and a half to two years between season one, episode one, and season three, episode six, you know, it's it's really difficult to see that there's almost been, like, backwards movement to the relationship. Yeah. I think it's interesting because we don't know how much time has passed, but we can assume it's probably about 18 months from episode one season one and you kind of think what in that time there's like no slip-ups no moments between them where somebody's kind of said something that they shouldn't especially when there's kind of lots of alcohol involved in yeah and you just think one night you could have been sitting in the drawing room and something just slip out accidentally or you know just not even like a like yeah. kiss on yeah. her cheek or like whoops I'm trying to get my coat and you're in front of my coat and I accidentally moved too okay. close and brush my cheek or my my cheek against your cheek you know I mean or just like it, saying something like, yeah uh, I mean, according I to Ivy you know according to Ivy right he comes around quite a bit you know because he hasn't yeah. been around so I mean you would assume that they see each other quite often Mm-hmm. And they I do can't the believe. Wednesday monthly dinners. I mean, yeah, at least, you know he's probably yeah. got to at least walk her home or to like a hackney and like there's got to be a goodbye. Uh, even like if he's goodbye not moments. Getting a, 
yeah, it, it was something. Even you know, maybe in episode two, he was a little put off by her comment. But by now, he has to understand, you know, the way she is, and there's a dynamic between them. They were on a road, and there's bumps in the road. But I just feel like gave, like he just, without anyone knowing, he kind of gave up and went for like the first person that came along. That she, let's face it, Arabella kind of threw herself at him. Um, mm-hmm. I, I just, I was like, huh, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like that's it, you know. I, it's. What was he thinking? <laughs> <laughs> I have to admit, there was a scene between William and Arabella in the middle of this episode that I, because I, I obviously, I being in England, it's not aired here. I'm, I've watched the episodes via the, the kindness of friends sharing it on their computer screen with me watching it with them, which has been very kind. Um, and. There was a, a scene that everybody, when the episode aired, was like, oh, my goodness, this scene, you could hear the, the mm. fly in the background and them golfing. Yeah. And I was like, did I did I miss something? And I'd completely blocked out that there was a scene in the middle of the episode with William and Arabella having a drink together. I was like, oh, OK. So awkward. in my head, I'm like, well, there's only the tea scene at the very end, which is just like awkward. <laughs> um, yeah. Which it's... we have debated very much so within the group, obviously, about the fact that whether Arabella has purposely kind of invited Eliza over at the same time she genuinely clearly knew that William was coming over for a stroll yes and um was it to not necessarily rub it in Eliza's face but basically kind of go to Eliza he's mine I got him or is it have we tested the boyfriend because he's clearly chatting about another woman too much Bless her. I mean, I don't dislike Arabella. I I think I, I feel for her because she's clearly a woman who wants love in her life, which is pretty much a bit like William. He wants love in his life. So I don't necessarily blame him for going out with Arabella because I'm like, he's got his dreams too. And you know, a lot of people have kind of gone, oh, William just wants a wife and 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 children. And that's just not what, what Eliza's all about. And I kind of sit there and go, but that's not a bad thing. He's got his own dreams and he's allowed to have his own dreams. And he should be allowed to want a family because that's probably something that he hasn't ever really had. So I don't blame him for this. But at the same time, I do feel for Arabella because she... She genuinely just stood no chance. And, you know, I think that's part of my problem with this whole Arabella storyline because I kind of go, it feels like a bit of a waste because you're watching it as a fan going, this was never going to go anywhere. And you watch this really awkward tea scene and you're like cringing as you're watching it going, oh. But it does serve a purpose because I sit there and I think Eliza... She, she thinks love can wait. She's got all the time in the world for it. And William's going to be there waiting for her when she's ready. And I genuinely do believe that she must know he has some sort of feelings for her, even if she doesn't really understand, you know, the, the depth yeah. of them, because he doesn't necessarily understand them. But I do think this, this, as awkward as it is, is slightly necessary for Eliza to kind of go, he's a catch. And any woman walking down the street would go hello I'd like to go for a meal with you yeah. and um you know fair you, play to Arabella. Yeah. you know yep. he's single and and things like that so I kind of it's awkward but I'm I'm hopeful that it, it serves its purpose that Eliza is is gonna wake up and, and smell the coffee and go hey he's not 
waiting around and so if I do want something with him as Ivy has said you're kind of gonna need to do something too I felt like Arabella invited her to rub Eliza's nose in it because Mm -hmm. I don't think she was really she might have been like testing William slightly but I don't think so I think it was more just like look who's my boyfriend he comes at my beck and call at odd hours we have tea we are civilized we don't pal around at Scotland Yard drinking whiskey you know we do married couple things this is what we will be what we are this is not you and William and so I think she did it to be intentionally mean to Eliza because Arabella has and always will be intentionally mean to Eliza mean about and to Eliza mm-hmm. I don't think she I don't think she can help herself she said you know in the beginning or episode two that she's jealous of Eliza and that's why she was a bully and mean I think it's the same thing. She's jealous of Eliza, and so she's a bully and she's mean. She will always be that way with Eliza. And so I think she was marking her territory, Uh saying, this man is mine. Aren't you silly? She's she's doing, Arabella is doing exactly what we kind of want Eliza to be doing and standing up, going to Arabella, disappear, this one's mine when I'm ready for him. But Eliza doesn't fight for <laughs> William. And that's that's one of the things that I want to shake Eliza about. I'm like, if you want something, you 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 fight so hard for your work and for the, your detective agency, but you cannot fight for your for, for him. And yeah. and sometimes you're like, I don't even know if she knows that she's supposed to. Yeah. Yep. Laurie, what are your thoughts yeah. on Arabella? Yeah, same thing, you know, yeah, and I agree, like, I, you can't blame Arabella, but, you know, it, it's just, I, uh, I definitely think she was marking her territory, I think, you know, I, yeah, don't blame her for, for going after William, for sure, but I don't know, I, I think having it be Arabella added that, that second dimension to it, you know, it's like, if it had not been Eliza, it had been someone else, she, she might have still done the same thing, but just having that background that the, the the that Arabella and Eliza have just added that additional thing where you're going was it mean was it intentional did she do it to rub her face in it did she want to see if there was a reaction um if there was gonna you know to, to test them to see how they were gonna be around each other or was she just saying you know she just wanted to say this this guy is mine yeah this man is mine and I wondered uh, when he came at the end, I forgot that was the last scene of the show um, until I rewatched it. I said, yeah, that, see, that, was, that was the other episode that ended like uncomfortably. When he walked in and realized she was there, I mean, there was awkward glances left and right, you know? And I wondered if when I first watched it, actually, if he picked up, like, did he think, oh, this is awkward? Or did he think, that maybe Arabella did that on purpose. I was kind of in my back of my mind hoping that he would say, boy, that was a um, not a nice thing for her to do. Like to pick up on that it was on purpose and mm-hmm. not like that about it. But I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if we'll ever know. I don't, obviously didn't change the outcome, but I, um, I do think that 
William, um, Lindsay, you're right. You know, as much as I hate it, um, William wants to get married and, and we know that that's his plan. And I think he was maybe, you know, in hindsight, I think, you know, he was going through the motions, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but he was trying yeah. to make it work. I mean, yeah. when Arabella said, you know, um, it's just, I feel a little uncomfortable. You know, were talking about Eliza a, a lot and things like that. He's like, oh, couldn't be further from the truth. I want to be here. You know, I, and he's trying to ask her about her day. And this now, like, he's trying to do all the things he thinks that you're supposed to do, you know, as you're courting someone, you know, have polite conversation and have <laughs> a drink together and all that. But that one scene I thought you were going to talk about, Lindsay, was the one in between the middle of the episode where they're like having a drink and they're talking and then they kind of run out of things to say to each other. (laughs) Maybe that's why I kind of glossed over it or it just did not. Yeah. Or maybe my brain just did not want to remember it because I was like, what are you not talking about? Yeah, I remember that thread, you know, that we were chatting on on the Facebook group and you're like, yeah, I don't even remember that scene. I'm like, yeah, because it really did like... He had to rewatch it to go, yeah, that's right. They did have another scene. It was so unremarkable, actually, yeah. because they're sitting there literally staring at each other. Like, and I <laughs> thought, you know, this would never happen yeah. with him and Eliza. It's funny, he yeah. is trying Ar- to make it work, you know, yeah, but, it, but it wasn't doesn't working. doesn't give him much back in that scene. She, when he tries to ask her about her day, it's just, yeah, it's fine. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> She just acted very demure. You know, you've locked her body language. She's very demure, and 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 uh, she's a, a more much more sensual yeah. uh, woman than than Eliza. So she's giving more in her body language than I think which what she's doing verbally. You know, and that's enough to tra- attract a man like let's William. Let's face it, at least for the time being. I do wonder know? if she's not used to somebody asking about her day and asking about what she's doing because probably <laughs> William and Eliza obviously do talk about their day quite a bit because they've got something in common. And I do yeah. wonder now, thinking about it, if she had a father who didn't really pay much attention to her and a husband who was more interested in money she's probably never had somebody go oh so how was your day to know that you can have a conversation back she should talk about her restaurant and things that happened there and then that she interacts with co-workers that she has that are men that (laughs) she interacts with and see how he reacts you know that's a good ploy Mm -hmm. see how he does jealous (laughs) (laughs) So should we move on to episode six? Yes. Jewel of the North. Okay, episode six, Jewel of the North. When Eliza receives a bomb in the mail, she teams up with William Moses and Nash to see who's behind it. And this is my favorite episode of the season. Compared to season two, where the last episode of season two felt a little bit flat, this yes. one just was like, yeah, this is a season finale. Yeah, this is action-packed. Mm-hmm. Just from the go there's action and there's like who did this who did this movement with all the characters everybody's moving and trying to find out who did it and it's just like non-stop and it's just William and Eliza at their best with Moses Mm -hmm. and Nash like backing them up and just everybody's getting along and just you know everything's just going really yeah really well and just you know it's like it's a really great episode and just you know one of the best in my opinion I did wonder when in the opening when um obviously Eliza goes to open the package and you hear the male voice of Eliza whether we're supposed to wonder is that William because when I listen to it obviously I'm 
not quite watching it properly but um at first time I was like oh is that is that William oh no it's Nash okay interesting because I wonder if you're supposed to be a little bit oh who's coming up the stairs type thing um but yeah I mean the bomb scare yeah. the 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 fact that Eliza takes Nash and Moses to Scotland Yard that opening scene of the three of them sitting in reception I was laughing my head off what did you do with the bomb well I didn't think it was a good idea to bring a bomb to Scotland Yard <laughs> says Moses and I was just like oh the three of them would just be like a comedy situation going and on constantly yeah she for a change kind of did the right thing right she brought a criminal matter to William's doorstep instead of trying to go solve it on their own you know yeah, yeah that's that what Nash like... and Moses wanted to do and that's what mm -hmm. Moses right? was like she wanted to come here and that's about yeah. yeah so it was it was great uh, I she I did do the right thing I, yeah. I wondered why Moses wasn't actually the one um because he had the bomb first and I wasn't I was wondering like why didn't Moses come to save the day and to get her to not open the bomb but I feel like uh that was meant to be a bookend like having Nash be that one that ended up being kind of a bookend yeah um for the episode so I think that was interesting yeah but he'd also started. he'd also the reason she got the bomb in the first place so right. I think he he's responsible as it turns it's out, his fault. he's getting his own back because he blames her for, uh, you know, being shot at. That's <laughs> true. That um, is true. Oh, Nash. I didn't mind him in this episode. I have to say, I thought he did bring the humor. He did. There were still moments where I'm like, oh, Nash, you know, break into her office. He's, you know, touting her for business and she doesn't even work for him. And I'm just like, oh, okay, Nash. Yeah, All but right. then he, like, but... really helps with the case. Like, he's being, like, he takes a back seat. He <laughs> lets her shine. Yeah. He's, you know, helping her reorganize her office. And right. They're talking it through <laughs> of, like, how, how did we get to this spot? And, you know, why is it not the Irish? And, you know, <laughs> so I think this is one of the better episodes for the character of Nash. Yeah. Um, why we should like him a bit more so maybe he's not such a bad man maybe it's a character he puts on so people kind of respect him or maybe not respect him fear him slightly because he could be this you know underhanded man but maybe in reality he's just this kind of like an eliza male character just this mm -hmm. really good detective I don't think he's a good detective. Way. I think he's a good salesman and he uh, sells it a lot. And yes. he's just got a lot of people in the background who, who help him pull it off. I would agree um, there. Yeah, I would agree there. So, yeah. But no, I didn't mind him too much in this one. I thought he was he was very funny. I loved him and Moses working together. I mean, it classic Nash in a Moses going you can fight yes I used to fight for County Wicklow and then he cannot fight for Toffee and he <laughs> breaks the cane and I was just like oh you two but Moses and Nash this episode particularly just brought the comedy and yeah. I, I love that. Buddy Cups kind yeah. of yes. yeah, I love Nash that dynamic. needs refresher boxing courses from uh, <laughs> Moses That's and right. then we can have Moses, a uh, yeah. box off mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. Valentine yeah, yeah. versus the dream boat. Yeah. 
<laughs> I think I think Moses is is they're setting up Moses to be like a boxing instructor uh, for adults and children because yeah. <laughs> I feel like. <laughs> The episode four, they uh, kind of was like, maybe they can hire Moses to teach the kids how to box. <laughs> yeah. and thinking maybe he could teach Fitzroy and Nash and others you know, how to box. He goes where the money is. He's not going to care. That's care. right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a two-man oh. job. He's like, this is a two-man job. And then he comes out. <laughs> Nash is thrown on the ground and Moses is on the guy's back. I mean, that was hilarious. You know, just hilarious. Yeah. You know, that whole scene. Oh, it's very physical comedy, which we don't get yes. with Miss Scarlet. I mean, mm-hmm. we get some of like the witty, cutting comedy funniness, but that was like <laughs> physical comedy. That was really a surprise. That was nice. yes, yeah. It was definitely yeah. it had me giggling for certain. Yeah. And if I had known about that scene, I would not have asked Steve Hughes in our <laughs> podcast who would have won. Who would win? A, in a William and Nash fight because I thought <laughs> Nash would win, but uh, clearly William would take it hands down. And I just want to know what Steve was thinking when we asked him that question because he directed this episode and so he knew Nash was a terrible fighter. And he was, yeah, yeah, Nash might be good. He might, you know, throw down, okay. So, yeah, he might be a scrapper. Uh, no. So now Nash Nash needs yeah. to take a boxing one oh one again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Needs a bit of a refresher. I mean I have to say I did love the whole scene in the drawing room. I did sit there and I think, oh, it's all very nicey nicey. Moses, Nash, William kind of listening to Eliza and doing nobody apart from William kind of going, Who put you in charge? Nobody really <laughs> argues about her going well you're going to go do this and you're going to go do this and and I kind of thought that was a very interesting like foreshadowing of what might come later and yeah it it's just it's interesting to see her kind of direct these these guys and the fact that she despite the fact she is clearly avoiding William because he kind of says afterwards oh we haven't spoken in a while we haven't had a conversation in a while she still chooses to to go with him and team up with him rather than with Nash or Moses so you know there is still that kind of sway that she she, as much as she will probably never say it I think you know she has kind of missed him a little bit yeah and and that knife that knife that Eliza was using to peel those potatoes I mean William you are a brave man to comment at all when she's holding a knife that size I mean like how she was peeling the potatoes I've never yeah, seen anyone do it like that. How did the prop department let her even? Oh, is that a real knife? Like, I was thinking, Probably how did not. they let her do all that thing? It must be because she's actually peeling the potatoes. Yeah. So how long was she in there, though? I wonder, like, I don't know. Like, Nash had a chance like, to leave. Towards her. I'm like, yeah. she's going to stab herself, and then we're going to have a cute little, like, scene where William is bandaging her hand because she cut her finger off or you know something like that opportunity opportunity right there I mean, I think kudos to Kate for not actually potatoes. cutting herself so um <laughs> it was terrible that was brilliant I found it hilarious I know he goes like what are you how are you or what or how are you peeling potato and then he goes Wait, how many potatoes do you have? That's a lot of potatoes. <laughs> like, right? Um, 
<laughs> come to the drawing room. I, I love how it must have been taking her too long because Nash is like, oh, I left and went and got food takeout and then brought it back because it seemed like it would be, you know, safer, you know. Like. Yeah. She must have smelled really bad. That's all I'm saying. Is it, I don't know what she was cooking, but it must have smelled really bad because I can't imagine that over their breakfast or whatever in France that they had a chat and she's sitting there going I'm a terrible cook because that's not a conversation you would ordinarily have with somebody how bad your cooking is so it must have smelled really bad for him to go that doesn't smell like it's gonna you know be edible so I've got takeout instead thought it was hilarious yeah, yeah. so many parts of this episode just had me laughing yeah it so... was just a really good episode I mean more of that please uh-huh uh-huh yeah. And then, of course, we did get some absolutely lovely Eliza and William moments kind of drip throughout this episode. Um, I mean, I don't think we can, can kind of gloss over that fake proposal. I mean, hello. Uh -huh. was, was anybody else not just staring at the screen with a massive smile on their face going, oh. <laughs> I mean, I need a whole, a whole other podcast. Two hours worth yeah, to talk like, about this we'll proposal. Yeah, um, you know, we've talked about was he really thinking about Arabella in this moment, or was he thinking about Eliza? And so we go, just well, look at that man's thinking face. about Eliza. Yes, William I mean, is a, a bad liar. Things. Yeah, <laughs> he's a terrible liar. Right, no. he he sniffs he sniffs usually um, when he's lying, and uh, I didn't I didn't catch any sniffing. I feel like once he got into his, you know, making up the story, but yeah, you know, but but it was very real. It had it had to be something he pulled, you know, right, like straight from his heart. Yeah, yeah. I it, it definitely that I think that was like eyes into his soul for for a couple of seconds, and I think yeah. he surprised himself as well. You just again, you want to kind of shake Eliza and go, um, Have you seen the person yeah. and how he's looking Did at you? Did you just and... not hear what just... she said to you? I mean, that. Well, um, she yeah. said, I had no idea you'd be so romantic. But I don't know if you caught this when when he first started and he said, You know, I would, I laid a blanket down under a cherry tree and her, like, her eyes went like wide and she almost looked like, I, I, I want to believe, maybe this isn't true, but I want to believe. That there was some acknowledgement. There was something there that he referenced from the, maybe mm -hmm. long ago, like something that made her kind of open her eyes, almost like he remembered that, uh, like something about sitting under a cherry tree or something like, because it was just a moment there. Either mm -hmm. she was surprised that he was made up such a romantic thing, or there was something specific that he said that was drawn from their experience. I'm inclined to agree with you here purely because I don't I mean obviously we have no idea what time of year it is it looks a bit gray outside when you look outside the jewelry shop window but really cherry trees are only generally in bloom around April time and it does not look warm enough for cherry trees no. so in my mind I'm sitting there going you've, you've Was it made four days ago probably <laughs> <laughs> There probably wouldn't have been any cherry trees in bloom at that time, judging by the weather behind you. But um, yeah, they were wearing co they were wearing coats mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. in the episode before, or a couple, you know, gloves and stuff. So it was, yeah. I just wish that the, the jeweler would have kind of got a bit had a bit of a puzzled look on his face. Kind of like, <laughs> like, where was trees? that? Where Richard's did you Park? find a cherry tree, mate? Yeah. 
Huh. Sure, if there are cherry trees in Regent's Park, <laughs> to go. tell you what, I'll take a trip to Regent's Park in April and I'll let you know if I find one. There you go. There we go. You're on the case. <laughs> oh, but it was, it was just, it was, it was a lovely kind of shipper moment of that. Yeah, there, there's a little truth underneath all of that, and but I again find this is very much Eliza. She can just snap just like that you know and we've seen it so many times like at the end of season two where she's kind of gonna say and then when she knows he's staying she just snaps right out of it no 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 I don't need to say again she's like in that moment of oh that's really and then no oh when I I can't choose an engagement ring which of these which because she's so close and she's so scared it's just how she can switch her emotions off Yep. And, and again in episode five she does it when he kind of says yes you know my relationship with Arabella has progressed and again you almost I love it when Kate does it because you can almost see her kind of switch to mm-hmm. kind of go oh well I'm happy for you both or oh you know I'm not going to tell you or you know it's it's brilliant acting from Kate because genuinely just you just see yeah. her switch because um, it's almost on like an inhale she like mm. she's about to speak and then she's switches it off like yeah no I'm not gonna say something like yeah. <gasps> nope nope not yeah, going there nope talk, yeah it's like almost like she was taught to be a lady and, and maybe she just has to draw from that you know she mm-hmm. just has to say take the high road and when she walks away you know you might be able to see something a little bit more true ex- in mm-hmm. her expression but you know the fact, you know, the fact that she brings it up again when they go and search the, the bomb where, where they find the mm-hmm. bomb um yeah. It kind of you kind of go. Has she been thinking about this? It's it's is this been mulling over in her mind? Mm. I I can't I I can't really understand the reference as to why she brings it up again at that point. And again, I don't know if it's supposed to be us thinking. Oh, has she changed her mind? Is she trying to communicate to William that she's not as opposed to marriage as he thinks she is by saying? Because to me. If she doesn't want to get married, you don't sit there and go to somebody. Oh well, if you buy me an engagement ring, do you know what I mean? I'm, yeah, I'm, I like I'm a simple confused. ring. Yeah, yeah, I like a yeah. simple ring. You're in a not box gonna with a bow on it. Yeah. You're not gonna put it. the idea of what you want in his head. You're just You've thought about it. this. Yeah, but again, she then in that really honest, you kind of feel like maybe it's a bit of an honest moment where she's trying to kind of say something without really saying something and like if you were to give me a ring I possibly wouldn't say no to it or we'd have a long engagement discussion like Ivy and and Barnabas which they didn't have but by the by but then of course she then goes to she switches again oh but you know if you if you're gonna buy Arabella a ring god knows how much that would cost and you just like no I don't know what you're trying to say yeah why are you trying to be yeah yeah why are you yes yeah make the moment nice and he might go oh you know maybe this will play on his mind that you've kind of gone oh you would like a ring from me okay do I need to consider some of the other options or are you still an option I can consider because I do believe that if Eliza gave him half a half a nod of I would like something with you that he would drop Arabella like a hot potato but that's just my opinion because we'll yeah I thought that was a little <laughs> bit like you say Laurie I think it was a little bit catty to yeah. 
kind of oh, but yeah. equally I think that fits in with huh? the whole point on the steps which comes later that yes. if you're gonna give a ring to Arabella you can disappear off and take a job somewhere else because that's it I'm out of here kind of uh-huh. thing I think there was a veiled underneath it of if you give a ring to to Arabella you know I, I'm there is there's nothing here kind of thing which kind of gets a little bit lost because obviously he then opens the bomb and tells her to get lost and I love that this just it's so takes me back to cell 99 the fact that she won't leave him the fact that she's not listening the fact that she's just going to take charge and she has no idea but they are going to ride or die together in this particular moment and she's gonna she's not leaving him and I I love that that kind of part of their friendship that that just tells you underneath all the crap all the fighting all the bickering that they are they are ride or die together these two yeah and she cuts that bomb and (laughs) how did they not hug or say thank you or yes oh Oh. yeah it's just okay let's go (laughs) relief that they didn't die but yeah like again i think you know we talked about it on on the online you know this little bit of a missed opportunity there that not to either say something before defusing the bomb or after or something like if this is our last moment you know I want to tell you what I was going to tell you at the end of season two you know yes 100% I mean don't get me wrong he is technically courting Arabella at this point so if anything happened it probably was a little bit yeah. He's with somebody else, but I would forgive him for the fact that mm-hmm. there is a bomb going off and they potentially could have died. Um, yeah. They get over it very quickly, which I, I, in that situation, I'm not sure I would have done. <laughs> we yeah. could have just been hugging him regardless. <laughs> but they yeah. solve it. They kind of get there, and 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 we get the steps. And and again, we've had a long discussion about the whole bit on the steps and and is William really trying to have his cake and eat it or is he just trying to think of how can I keep her in my life because I always sit there and I think William has got to a point where he just wants her in his life and he he doesn't kind of care too much how that fits in he's not necessarily thinking about it he just he he wants her in his life I don't know it's such an awkward moment well I don't think if you take out the William and Eliza part I don't think even as like a Victorian man and woman there could be that relationship like I don't think you can be married and then be a man and having a proper relationship and having private dinners with a woman who's not your wife and so I think in that moment, Eliza, if you take out that relationship, she does the right thing by saying, you know, mm-hmm. you're going to be married. You can't be having dinner with me. As much as that breaks her heart and breaks William's heart, they can't maintain that relationship. That just mm-hmm. isn't done by societal norms. I mean, they did have a lot of mistresses in that era, well, but yeah, I don't but think Eliza like, would proper, ever accept that. You know, one oh, thing Eliza if... wouldn't accept it, yeah. and I full credit to her that she isn't. I think 
he thinks that she wants something unconventional and I think that's a very poor yeah. choice in, on his part. Eliza's thinking of her reputation in that moment mm-hmm. and so she can't be, even if she's not Williams Messers, she can't be seen as a potential mistress. Mm-hmm. You know, whether I think she also thinks he's a better man than that. I think she yes. thinks if you're gonna be with somebody else, you you be with them properly. You don't half-heart yeah. it. That emotional affair kind of yeah issue. Yeah, she she knows yeah. that he's better than that, and I think that's partly why she steps away yeah. when he's with Arabella, rather than try and fight for him or give him another option. Yeah, and if he's gonna have a wife and eventually kids, I mean, now is the time to break away. Mm-hmm. And so she doesn't get hurt farther down the road where she might have an even stronger yearning for a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, so I, mean, I think it's I think it's fair for her to for her to friend zone him. Hundred percent totally respect her for that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, even um, he mentions, I think, in that episode, um, you know, if you, you if you would accept Arabelle's dinner, you know, propose, you know, invite to dinner, you know, she won't even do that. I mean, it, it's clearly very uncomfortable for her, and I don't understand why he doesn't see that. <laughs> he wants it to work out where he can have his girlfriend, wife, you know, whatever, and his friend be there. But, you know, for her, I just think it's too hard. I mean, being there, you know, from firsthand experience, you know, being in, in an a similar situation it's just that's yeah. just very very hard if you can yeah. do something like that c- congratulations but sometimes it's just which, too hard which makes me think when he says like if you would just accept any of her arabella's like <laughs> tea invitations or dinner invitations yeah. that he really didn't realize with episode five's tea invitation how like arabella's intentions to be mean to eliza yeah he purely thought it was trying it was probably just unintentional trying to mend that whatever that rift was between the girls when they were young that he thinks that they can get over that you know and and i think you know maybe she could but but the having william be the guy just complicates it you know it's like one thing if they were just like school nemesis and not like fighting over a man each of them love yeah. that would be different it's like raise the stakes a bit yeah there. he seems William a bit shocked when she issue. walks away i think he is a little bit like i don't know how to win with you right now because you don't want marriage you don't want this and you don't want that. i do think he kind of as she walks away and she doesn't look back he kind of turns around in a bit of a i don't know what to do anymore um uh-huh. but yeah it's very very poor poor uh choice on William's part for for sure and um it definitely kind of comes back to bite him when when Arabella I love this scene that I just think again the fact that it's Arabella telling him that he is in love with Eliza and he cannot say anything back is just like it's almost better than him saying it to somebody I think You know, mm-hmm. I, I love the fact that the air is like gone out of the room and he's just kind of there is absolutely nothing he can say to defend yeah. himself because I think deep down he knows it's true. And 
I, I, in some ways, I felt my heart breaking because I kind of go, William, you, you don't stand a chance right now. You cannot win because we've seen throughout the last three seasons that he's tried in a way to put himself out there with her and Eliza's just not open to it at the moment. And it goes back to my thought process of, in her mind, she's got plenty of time to wait for love. Like It can come when it's ready, when she's ready for it. And, you know, it's just not on her agenda right now. And I kind of, part of me goes, I get he needs to have that understanding. And, you know, maybe in season four, we're going to see him kind of step up and and be a bit more romantic to try and, and sway her. Maybe he thinks that's what she wants. I don't know. But part of me goes, he could probably pull out every romantic stop in the book if Eliza isn't open to it. It, It's always going to be that full start. So, but I love the scene and I love that end shot of him just kind of sitting there in a bit of unable to move, despite the fact he's just been kicked out by Arabella. And yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. This is about the only time that I'm okay with Arabella because she <laughs> said because she says absolutely everything we've all known from the mm-hmm. beginning. And like you said, it's almost more meaningful coming from her. Yeah. You know, because like I said, it's everything that we've all known from the beginning. And he he can't say, oh no, that's not true. And she says it so plainly that he can't be like, no, what do you mean? That's so false. Uh, No, you know, he just sits there dumbfounded. And so we're all like, aha, you know, you you can't deny it now. The truth is out there, you know. Finally. Finally. I'm so glad that Arabella is a woman who really, really wants to be loved. <laughs> yeah, 100%. If, that, if not for that, I really do think both of them would have kept going through the motions and, and found a way to make it work in some way. Yeah. Um, you know, I, think I mean, as a TV show, we know it wasn't going to work, you know, because yes. we all know like that, you know. But I mean, in real life, you, you could see that a lot of people, you know, um, get married oh, yeah. maybe they're not totally you know especially so in victorian times yeah absolutely i'd like yeah. to hope that william knows himself well enough that if eliza pulled away enough and he missed her enough that he would kind of go you know oh, i'm I, I i this doesn't right. feel right but it depends how much he wants that that wife and family and and what he's willing to to kind of give up for her i don't like that in the sense of I I've always thought of Eliza and William as a bit of a pair and you know I get Eliza wants her dream but then William's got his dream as well and I kind of want to see them both achieve their dream and hopefully achieve it together um I don't think that just because his dream is to have a, a, a wife and a family that that should be any less important than Eliza's dream to be a detective but then Perhaps I'm I'm reading the wrong I'm reading the show wrong because you know probably it is more about Eliza and her dream to become a detective and as a fan I should be cheering her on and her, cheering on her independence and 
you know not sitting there going oh but but William really loves you and he really wants to marry you and you know it'd be nice to for both of you to somehow achieve what you want to happen well I think um I, I realized uh, you know this will lead into like sort of the end there with when she Eliza talks about you know you have to have plans and she's talking to Moses you have to have a plan in your life of things you want to do and I thought well I guess William had his plan too. I, I think they, again, they, they mirroring each other, right? He has his, and sometimes plans don't turn out the way you thought, <laughs> you know, that you yeah. have to be willing to change you know, what you thought what was what you wanted isn't what you, you know, actually wanted or things, to, you know, you, then you realize what you really wanted was something mm -hmm. else, you know, and I hope that's what that's, you know, trying to show us yeah. that, you know, you're not solid, you know, just so stubborn that, you know, it's the, the, you're focused on one thing yeah and like you're talking about they have their plans and Lindsay says like love doesn't fit into eliza's plan at this moment <laughs> right but there's that saying that love doesn't come when you're looking for it it comes when mm -hmm. you least expect it and i think yeah. that's what's happening and so yep. yes eliza's not open to it but it's here and she's gotta accept it or it this is might be her only chance. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And of yeah. course, she, she, she has this lovely job offer from Nash. And <laughs> it, it, I, I can see the benefits of it. I, it sounds based on, on um, a PBS interview that obviously Rachel and Kate and Felix did that she, she accepts this job offer from Nash. That's the impression that I get from, yep. from the interview. Um, yeah even though it kind of left a little bit open where we could go is she isn't she um she's i i fully understand that she will um get bigger and better cases there's a part of me that is like oh i hope she doesn't give up her henry's office because henry is such a integral part of her and she wants to do him proud but then I'm like, oh, perhaps I need to grow with Eliza and 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 like you say, let go of that kind of dream and and change path a little bit. Because, yeah, with Nash, she probably can have some bigger, better, amazing cases. I don't think it's going to be an easy ride. I don't think she realizes how difficult it's going to be being yeah. in charge of a group of men. I don't. Uh -huh. But I mean, it, it's it's definitely it's going to be different. It's going to be a change of plan for her. So we'll see. Yeah. I think she will start off thinking it will be okay because like with mm -hmm. the last episode, episode six, she directs and leads Nash, Moses, and William really well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But they'll, those men also know her. They work well with her. They are pliable to being led by her these she men spent a lot of time building up that trust it's taken yes. all this time to to build up that relationship and that trust yes um these men at nash's office are not going to be as subservient they're not going to trust her they're not going to be okay with you know easily taking a woman's direction so yeah. i think she's going to have a lot of trouble trying to work with these men and I think she's going to regret it a bit and go like oh I wish I hadn't given up Henry's office or my dad's agency mm -hmm. you know she may still have his office holding it 
she may go back there if she needs a breather. Mm-hmm. I mean, but she's going to get she'll... paid with Nash, let's be honest. I mean, I, I'm not sure how much she's actually earned this season, but I think yeah. it seems like only one case that she's actually been paid Yeah, for. one or one and a half, maybe. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. I, so... yeah, so she's, she's going to take it because mm-hmm. PBS spilled the beans, which I don't know why they did that. Because, yeah, it hasn't aired in the UK. It hasn't. Nope. Season two hasn't aired in most countries. So I don't know why no. they've done this. Um, but They must not have thought they left it that open-ended. <laughs> Maybe they thought it was more obvious, you know, that she was going to take that job. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. But I but hope it, it works out for her, not necessarily like she continues to work for Nash, but I hope by the end of season four, it's it, whatever it is, is going to be okay. I hope she's not destitute and living in Ivy and Barnabas's basement. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I overall, think... overall, I think season three has definitely been a roller coaster. It's, I found it incredibly sad. I found it kind of like, certainly for William and Eliza that it's almost like the message is at this point in time love is not enough and that's quite a a hard one to watch which is kind of why I need a hug but I'm hoping that that maybe season four will be a bit happier I thought season three was better than season two um Especially in the William and Eliza. I mean, they're maybe not in the love department, but at least in the relationship friend. Yeah. Compatible. Two, they, weren't, they weren't arguing every time yes. they were on screen. And so season yeah, two true. was very sad and very angry. And season three was much better. You know, yes, their love didn't progress went even two steps backwards um but at least they're friendly and working cases and so that mojo is back and so i consider that a slight win Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know i'd like to see a little bit of positive movement (laughs) like I yes. think I thought by the end of season three that yes. we'd start to see some uh, like a positive direction for their relationship, and I haven't quite seen that yet. Which I it's difficult not to feel a little bit disappointed that there isn't something a little bit happier for them at the moment. But we want lots of seasons of this show, a, so I'm absolutely going to take it as it comes. Yeah. So, so far we have, they finished season four. So we at least have four seasons. Let's hope there's I hope that's not five and a six. Yes, definitely. Because I would like to see how, I don't just want a kiss. I know there's been a lot of um, PBS marketing around fans want a kiss. I don't just want a kiss. I want (laughs) to see how these two kind of can actually figure themselves out and how do they figure out how to achieve the things that they want to achieve and hopefully figure it out together I I would I would probably be really upset if it ends on a kiss because that doesn't give me the resolution that I'm looking for um but that's just me 
I don't know about anybody else. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, like the, you want to see the whole lot, you know, things fully resolved, you know, yeah. and we're very focused on the relationship. And I know Rachel really wants to focus on the solving crimes and the mystery, but I think, so I think that is moving along very well. I think there's a lot yeah, of interesting. I think the solving crimes is that that's, that's solid as a rock. Yeah, even the way Duke supports her, right? In the first season, you know, he didn't want her to be a detective at all. And he now he got her you know, in the jail all oh like, my gosh, several times. You know, stay home, you know, yeah. <laughs> and now he's accepted, you know, that she has this career and even helps her and works with her and doesn't put up that much of a fight. So whether we realize it or not, there's already been a ton of you know evolution there yeah yeah but it's just the end now we want to see some of the other stuff even if it's like teasing like a little close you know touching a hand or almost kiss or a kiss or whatever a tense moment something like season one had like a few moments like the boiling egg scene you know so (laughs) something like that a little bit more (laughs) yeah Um, who knew we'd be like Boiling potatoes that we couldn't even get peeled. I mean, we really went backwards, right? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So yeah. I just but need I think, a hug now. Yeah. Mm. I think it's interesting. Left a cliffhanger, you know, for us at the end of this season. But I, I do then think they spoil it is. It. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A little bit. But, you know, it's, it's funny because I think, you know, we talked about this on the online too about you know is it good that she takes this new job or bad i I kind of fully assumed she was going to take it um and i'm just thinking as a career woman like things are actually going to get harder for her now like you said yeah i don't i think she's going to struggle with having all these men report to her i think she's going to be very busy (laughs) because if nash is gone she's like the boss she's going to be working cases all the time she's going to be supervising all these cases she's going to be there late hours She's going to be very, I don't think it's less like she could have a life now. I think she's going to have less of a life, like, and that's going to cause think, tension. I think she's going to be the boss, but I think she's going to have a hard time micromanaging, or she's going to micromanage. She'll, she's going to have a hard time macromanaging. <laughs> right. I don't know what the, I don't know what the opposite Delegating. Is. So she was she's going to be able to delegate. <laughs> and so yeah. she'll want to solve every case. And I think mm-hmm. that will get her into trouble because... Then Nash will have to come to her or send a telegram or call her or write her or whatever and say, you need to delegate to these men to do this, do this, do this. And you need to sit back and not solve the case. That's what these men are for. Because I don't think Nash is out there solving cases. I think he's just there managing the the men. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He's front of the house. Yeah. That's what he said. And he even said right. that. He's front of the house and his brother was like the detective. Wow. Yeah. So I think Eliza's going to have that trouble too. Yeah. I'm hoping that she'll have a new appreciation for William and how many cases he probably has to juggle. Because like he said to her at the beginning of season two, he doesn't have the option to be able to work one case at a time he's probably juggling quite a few and you know she kind of sneers at him at you know he's done a poor job of it yeah. for um, overlooking yeah for yeah. overlooking things and maybe yeah. that's going to happen to her yeah, yeah i think hopefully it it will kind of give her a new appreciation and maybe she'll turn to him for some advice we'll see 
she's not very good at taking advice so um no, <laughs> william might need to to figure out a good way to be able to kind of help her as he so often does which doesn't always benefit him yeah maybe he'll get in trouble with helping <laughs> but they use nash and sons quite a bit too so yeah i'm yeah. sure maybe he can pass her a few cases legitimately yeah we'll see we will see hopefully not in, in about a not year too distant future um <laughs> maybe nine months end of the year well, probably a year they just finished I don't yeah, know how long I'd it say. To edit it. I'd say probably it will end up being for PBS viewers January again with all creatures because I think they're going to start filming all creatures soon, season four. Um, so I think it's quite a nice fit having the two of them together because they aired it season one together, and I think yeah, it's quite a nice. It's a nice fit for them. It would be so nice if we could all watch it together though at the same time, yeah. UK yeah. and. US and everyone else who has access to it. It'd be so nice. It would be. It would be lovely. I mean, I'm very lucky um that, that you guys uh and my friends have, have allowed me to join them to watch it. So because otherwise I wouldn't have seen it and that's very difficult to do a podcast. <laughs> yeah. And stay yeah. out of the spoiler threads, which is very hard. Uh yes. I, there, no chance. I, when it when it aired in on PBS in November I think I tried my best to avoid it and I think within the first day I'd found out that William wasn't in two episodes and I was like oh okay crushing and, yeah yeah and that there was some sort of oh my god moment at the end of episode four and I was like okay <laughs> and this I need me... to watch these now yeah this was me kind of actively trying to avoid <laughs> I haven't done very well here so yeah such yeah. is life such is life but uh, thank you so much for joining us Laurie it has been absolutely lovely chatting all for yes. season three episodes four to six yeah thank, thank you. you Laurie and thank fun. you fans for sticking with us through uh, us discussing episodes four five and six of season three um, join us next time for another good one and we'll see you later bye don't forget to find us bye. on oh, facebook yeah. on instagram uh we you can catch all the, all the podcasts if this is your first podcast you're listening to where have you been because you can find us all on, on itunes iHeartRadio, and spotify, spotify. And all good spot uh, kind of podcast yeah. uh, we're still finding out where people listen to us yeah, you know, there's several spots going, you can oh, find your podcast. Like, oh. Audible, they're on Audible yes. as well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Amazon Music. Um, yep, yep. We are everywhere. Places. We didn't even know yeah. how far we, we reached. We so, are um, everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, check uh, us out. Scarlet yep. is underscore podcast and you will find us. Yep. Um. So um, talk to you later. Bye. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the Scarlet Tears podcast. 
Music by Kevin McLeod. Incomatech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribute 4.0, license HTTP colon forward slash forward slash creativecommons.org forward slash licenses forward slash by forward slash 4.0 forward slash.